declaring the word of the Lord. And I hear the voice of Ezekiel prophesying to these dry bones. Live again, live again. Those who sleep, those in the grave, live again, live again. From the dust of the earth, raise up an army, raise up an army, raise up an army of worshippers. Oh, my God. 
African to this Good morning, everybody. If that doesn't wake you up, I don't think anything will. That is Song of Ezekiel. That's Paul Wilbur Ministries um, that did that song. I absolutely love it. Well, I'm glad that you... See, we were wondering, Scott said that you were either sleeping or digging out from under a crater. And so I was like, okay. We're going to just know that Mila is okay. Those of you who do not know, um, Chile uh, had a, either a 6.2 or 6.4. It kind of, uh, USGS has it as a 6.2. And Dutch Sense on YouTube, great, great guy, great channel. Um, if you're not following him, get your butt over to YouTube, subscribe, Dutch Sense. I like Dutch Sheets, but it's Dutch Sense. S-I-N-S-E, since. And uh, so that's where I saw it. And we instantly went to praying. And I was so glad. And I knew God was going to protect you. I wasn't going to allow anything negative into the into the existence. And I don't know if it has any, you know, any bearing. But I believe it does. I believe that our energies, whether we put out good or bad, it's... The spiritual world feeds on that. If you put out the positive energies, then guess what? The angels and the, you know, God and Jesus and that gets their, the good energy and works to our good. Whereas if we put out bad stuff, let me tell you what. First off, your mindset, when you put off negative energy, your mindset automatically goes into defeat and your the spirits are just, you allow evil to come in. So I was not allowing any um, bad thoughts to come in at all. We had prayed for you and then prayed for Lake Twin, Texas. Um, her husband had to go to the ER from work. We know it's closer, the closer we get to Bards Fest, the more we're going to see attacks, the more we're going to see spiritual involvement. When I was talking to the resistance chicks the other day, Leah said something that really, it, it struck a good chord with me and it made sense. And I was like, yeah, she gets it too. You know, sometimes you, you feel things, but then you're not quite sure if what you're feeling, if somebody else is, or if it's just one of those, well, I'm just kind of a strange person. And maybe... 
I don't know if everybody else feels this way or not, but when you hear somebody else say something, then it solidifies what you were thinking. And so she was talking about how you just have to pray and acknowledge that that's the devil, but that you're not going to allow him to interfere. And she said, you know, there's been things leading up to this deliverance that's going to go on, especially with um, the porn addictions and just the sexual deviations that people have. It's, it's become commonplace in the United States on adultery and fornication, stuff like that. It's, it's not that sacred bond that it used to be in people's minds. Now, in reality, you're making a, a covenant, a blood covenant with that person. Those two are becoming one. So on those two becoming one, you're entering into a covenant. Be careful. You don't want to enter into covenants with people at random. You want to enter into covenants with people that are in faith, have faith in Christ, that believe. Those that have also, you know, people don't look at your virginity anymore as something to be valued. And promiscuity is just, it's advertised as it's a great thing and it's not. It's not how it, in, it was intended. It's not what God meant it for. And so, you know, when Leah was talking about, you know, that we're doing those deliverance ministries, we're not, I'm not, but there's going to be people doing those type of deliverances. And she said, the devil doesn't want us to do that. It wants to continue to lay claim on those lives. And by the people there releasing the lies and the sins that they've had trapped in, they're becoming complete with Christ. You know, remember how we've talked about sin kind of makes you like Swiss cheese until you repent. You got to repent to fill in those holes. And so there's going to be a lot of repentance and the devil doesn't want that. He wants every soul. And so she was talking about how, um, you know, just to acknowledge that it's there and to tell it to leave. And that's what we need to do. We need to be rebuking any, if you've got any, there's blood covenants you may have entered into unknowingly just by ignorance and, and not realizing that was a blood covenant. So you need to make repentance for any and all covenants entered, whether by ignorance or intentionally. You need to rebuke that. Jesus is the covenant. Jesus became the covenant. Jesus became sin for us. So release it. Give it to him so you're free of it. Evil's real. Evil is real, folks. Um, I, I was debating on whether or not to allow this any energy or not. But night before last, actually the evening, um, Jack was, he was at work doing his job as normal. Nothing, nothing different, you know, same old, same old. It's about, you know, towards the end of the day. And... 
he he d- works on on cars. He does restoration, body work, you know that kind of thing. And when he was using, because he uses both of his hands, and he was using both of them, and all of a sudden his left hand dropped. He didn't drop it himself, wanting to. It just dropped. He started feeling a tingling sensation in the right side of his brain. The left arm all went numb. Had a little bit of tingliness in his pinky and ring finger. And just was not able. He wanted to lift it, couldn't lift it. And those are kind of stroke symptoms, guys. Um, So, was a little concerned. I didn't know about this till afterwards. And the boss had walked by and her husband, you know, it's a family ran place. It's wonderful. They walked by and they had noticed when his arm, his arms dropped as he was working and they asked him if he was okay. And he said that he tried to, he was looking at his arm and he had tried to raise it and couldn't, but then he stopped trying to raise it and his arm just lifted up. And this is his left arm. And he said it was the strangest thing. And this man, I mean, yes, he's 49, but he doesn't look 49. And he is so healthy because he never goes to doctors. The one time I forced him to go back in, I think it was 20, 2018, 2019, I forced him to go because I was like, you've not been to a doctor and da, 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 da. I need you to get. The doctors were dumbfounded because they ran all kinds of labs. They couldn't find anything wrong with him. And he was like, well, I'd never go to the doctor. Well, that's why there was nothing ever wrong with him. But so he's a healthy guy. And he comes home and I mean, he's still disoriented. I was, um, I was on a call about Bard's Fest when he came up. So I didn't quite notice at first. And then I just started seeing that he was, you know, his face and his hand and what he was doing was odd. And so I got off the phone and I asked him, he told me about what was going on. I'm like, that's a spiritual attack. That seems like stroke symptoms, but that's a spiritual attack. It's like, Jack, we need to go to praying right now. We need to stop. We need to pray. And I'm going to tell you what we did because I unwilling, I, no, I willingly entered into a blood covenant, an evil blood covenant um, when I was, in my teens, I was probably 17, 18, um, that I've been been having to rebuke and work on getting rid of. Scott's helped me with a lot of it, and I've had a lot of help with it. But you seriously have to do some rebuking of the evil. And so we just went into prayer and went into rebuking any, any covenants that we had made, both knowingly or ignorantly, that... We rebuke any evil trying to take claim to him that are trying to lay hold of me, to my family, that it has no power here, that Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus, the King, Jesus, the spotless lamb came and became the sin. He absolved us of our sins. His blood has washed us clean. We're white as snow. Don't give it no power. And I mean, that's what we did. We didn't give it any power. Yesterday, he was, you know, it was a better day. And when I saw Legwin, Leg Twin Texas's post about her husband, you know, that happened to her husband at work, just like with mine, at work. 
And, and I felt for, you know, and I was like, instantly, we got to pray. And because I'm telling you, the more we get to doing his work, Christ's work, the more we're going to have these attacks. So be prepared, acknowledge it. Those that don't acknowledge that evil is real and it runs around every day on this earth, those people are giving it more and more power. They're giving it, they're feeding it. When you acknowledge Jesus is king, that we could do greater works than these. Now, we ain't to boast about that, and I'm not boasting at all, but we can send, we have the power to send any demonic forces back to hell where it came from. So keep y'all's armor on. Keep it polished. I know I'm kind of sidetracked a little bit here. Um, I didn't even start the intro really uh, about what it is, and we're 18 minutes in. But it, God just put it on my heart uh, because after seeing with Mila and that earthquake there, and with Lake Twin, Texas, and her husband. And then I didn't know, there was only Scott knew because I asked him to pray because that's who God led me to ask. And, um, and Sarah, Maud Sarah, um, because I, and it wasn't that I didn't trust y'all. Don't worry about that. It wasn't that. It was that I was afraid that anyone that was, that had doubt in the power of God and the power of Christ. I didn't want them, no offense, but I didn't want anybody that had any kind of doubt to pray. And that's only because I felt like if, if you're not full in your faith and really feel what you're praying, then you give the devil a chance to come into that, into your prayer and manipulate it. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. It's just how I feel. I'm sorry, I had to get something to drink. Um, I don't know if it was because, if that's because how I just feel, but I really feel strongly on the negative, positive energies. And so, you know, I just asked Scott and I'd asked Sarah um, because we were supposed to be um, chatting about Bard's Fest and when she had texted me, I was like, well, I'm up, yes, but I'm not where I can really chat because, you know, Jack had had a rough day and we'd had a rough day. So then um, once he, you know, got to sleep and I felt okay, I called her and let her know. And But you have to be, when you're praying, guys, it's very important to feel it in your heart. Believe. Remember how it says the faith of a mustard seed can move mountains? You have to have that faith and belief whenever you're praying. And I got a feeling we're going to go into um, a season of of tribu tribulation of sorts. I feel like we're in, kind of like in Joseph's time with the Pharaoh, and they had the seven good years where, excuse me, they had the seven good years to prepare, and then there was the seven years of famine. I think we're kind of in the midst of the preparing phase. I, I just, I see so many people that are preparing that are doing things that they've never done, myself included. 
I never in my wildest dreams thought I would um, want to have a farm and have, I mean, I love animals, don't get me wrong, but I like to travel. When you have a farm, you don't travel. You don't travel at all, <laughs> really. It, it's hard to travel when you have a farm. I'm learning to do things like cooking over an open fire and making things from scratch, you know, and learning wild plants and how they can, you know, work to your benefit. And not just plants that you, you know, herbs and stuff you plant, but what beneficial herbs has God given you that we may think as weeds? God has given us everything unique to our region. It may not be what we want, but we've got what we need in our regions. And so I've been trying to really educate myself on the different plants and their uses. And just a, a, a phase of preparation, if you will. I was reading what uh, Beth said. She said, a lot of what you're talking about is very similar to the emotional healing work I had to do before I could receive the miracle of healing after my car accident in 2021. Well, we may need to chat a little bit about that. I may actually have you come on. Um, if you want to do a call-in or something, um, if you want to do a call-in now, I'm open to it. Or if you want to do it on a different day. Hey, Jay Crest, good to see you here. It's very, it's, it is, it's very important though to, to be intentional with the prayers and be, I'm reading chat again. Mila said, I envision Jesus's hands touching the person, reaching into them to remove the sickness, or I envision him constructing fences, etc. while I pray for others. That's that's what we need to do, that that kind of thing. And you may not, you know, it may not be somebody that's a, I'm a visual person. So I would kind of do like that with, like you said, Mila. Um, I haven't, I haven't visualized it that well. And I think I'm going to try that um, and, and see how that goes. But, oh, but here comes Beth. All right, Beth, I don't see Hi. you. Oh, there you are. Oh, and the connection's Hi. good. Um, can you guys hear Beth in chat? Gosh, I've yeah. never oh. chatted before. This is weird. <laughs> well, I've never done anything like this. I'm just so happy that Podbean is working. This is the first time um, that it's actually worked. When Angie would try to do call-ins, it wouldn't. We had issues, so that's why we just were frustrated. So, thank you for calling in, and I want you um, to tell us what you were doing. Um, tell us how how you did that to heal. Yes. So, a little bit of the backstory. It well backstory, but I was in a pretty bad car accident um, October thirtieth of twenty twenty one, and sorry if I get kind of emotional. I still do when I talk about it, but. Um, it basically crushed my face 
and I had a broken eye socket, a broken jawbone. My nose was broken in three places. I still don't have feeling in uh, some of my teeth, and the dentist says that they could fall out at some point. Um, I have back injuries and neck injuries, and I've always had a relationship with Christ. I was raised in the Catholic Church. Um, I sort of left that relationship in my 20s and 30s, or early 30s, and um, sort of went on my own. And as I've, especially, I guess, in COVID, when COVID started, um, I started getting back into my relationship with God. And um, and really, at that point, after my accident, I was just searching for anything that would that would heal me. And I tried everything and anything that was not going to a regular doctor because, you know, I freaked out when the ambulance came and said they wanted to take me to the hospital. Um, I'm unvaccinated and um, it was just really scary. So I started searching online and I found a holistic doctor, but online I found a guy that you guys might be familiar with. His name is Praying Medic. And a lot of what I heard from him prior to that was all about Q. And, um, you know, I read the stuff, but I, it, it, whatever, I'm not super into Q. Um, or at least I don't follow it. I mean, it might be right, it might be wrong. But um, I was really interested in his spiritual and healing work. And so I logged on and I listened to one of his podcasts and it was about healing. And at the end, he's like, you know, in order to receive healing, if it's not working for you, you may have emotional work and generational healing to do. And so I started digging into his podcast or his yeah podcast. And I was laying in bed one day after listening to a podcast about going to the courts of heaven and um, going and it actually, I think I'd read or I'd listened to that a few days before and it had been on my mind, been on my mind and I was laying in bed and suddenly I was in the courts of heaven. Like I closed my eyes, I was praying and there I was. And it, it's so long to get into everything, but the work and and what he says to do and i think all the time i'm like oh, i think scott should talk to dave and maybe they're you know i don't know but a lot of what they say are very similar and one thing that i've like has been on my heart always like because i've been listening to scott since uh i guess 2020 some friends of mine um were familiar with him and sort of introduced me to the podcast and, and I've been listening since, but um, when it, I don't, I don't know, but I've truly found healing and you can hardly see, there's one scar that you can see on my face. The doctors were amazed um, at how quick I was healing. Um, my back has almost completely been healed. Um, I'm still working on that. But I've just done tons of, of emotional healing and generational healing work following his guidelines. And it has been life-changing. And um, I even have some of, I live in um, a very, very liberal 
I live um, in DeKalb County, Georgia, which is Atlanta, but I'm on the edge of Atlanta and Decatur, which is Decatur is completely um, in a really control yeah, in a red yeah. state. I know exactly where you're. You're not far from me, Beth. We'll have to get together. I um, I'm from Georgia. I'm from, from. Okay, sorry. My husband had messaged me asking me about my blood pressure cuff, and it had me distracted totally for a minute there. He's okay. Um, but I was uh, born in Henry. Well, not born in Henry County. Grew up in Henry County, just south of Atlanta, and yeah, that area is is not a good area it used to it used to not be so bad but it is we'll have to get together and that's that's amazing how how just you know going through that spiritual you know healing like that that's a lot you had that's a lot of a lot of injuries that's a lot of trauma like it it was and i was in uh, trauma therapy for it for some time i've had trauma throughout my life so i've, I've had ptsd uh probably since uh probably since my teenage years um my life has just been riddled with uh suicides and uh, witnessing of, of murder and you know things that um, it's strange because it's it's never me, but I feel like for some reason I'm meant to bear witness to these. And, I, and it's also strange to me that the words that I always choose are bear witness to. Um, it's, uh, but, but Atlanta's very dangerous and, um, you know, I'm a tiny person and I never carried a gun before and um, now I do and I can blindfold myself, take it apart, put it together. You know, I, I know it like the back of my hand and, um, and, and it's just scary. I would love to move out of the city, but I mean, back to, back to the God thing. I, I really, it, I really think that, that praying medic is on to something. Um, I, I hear people witnessing for him all the time that, um, just asking him to pray for them, um, that they're finding healing, but I am convinced that you can do it yourself and it is a hundred percent based on faith and, um, and believing. And I think I've said in the chat before, you know, for me, faith and fear cannot coexist at all. Um, because where there's fear, there, there isn't faith and even an inkling of fear. And I, I do struggle with that because there are times that, you know, we all are in fear, but I think you're exactly right when, um, you know, my husband has gotten quite involved in politics over the last couple of years. He ran for office along with 25 other conservative, God-loving people who all knew that they were going to lose, but put their names on the ballot because where I live, there's never been a choice. There's never been anything but Democratic candidates to choose from. And he's gotten so involved that, you know, it's it sometimes puts a strain on our marriage. And, um, not in a not in a way that I think anything bad's going to happen, but it it 
I do exactly what you told me. When I get these thoughts in my head, I acknowledge them and and then I call Satan out on them and remind him that our bond, which is has been for 20, it'll be 25 years tomorrow, um, is unbreakable and that I break any bonds, any covenants that I have ever made with Satan, known or unknown, and um, and then I move on with my day, you know. And it's the same thing I do when I get negative negative thoughts in my head. I acknowledge them, and then I move on with my day, you know. I put them in a box, and that's it. That's awesome. Yeah, you you have to, and you know, especially if you're you know with you and your husband. I, I think it's great that he is running, um, you know, ran on the ballot and is involved. And that's where, you know, you will start to, that's, you know, like with Satan and how he does, you know, he's going to try to interfere. And I love that you said, just ain't going to work. It's, it's not going to work. You know, it's, you're, you're not allowing it, like acknowledging that it's there and saying, nope, you can't have no, you don't have no say so here, you know, because- what you said about faith and fear not going together, that that should go on a t-shirt and on a bumper sticker because one is of, and that's kind of like what we were going to talk about today. Um, if we get into it, I think we will, we might, but with the parable that is in chapter 17 with the two eagles and the vine, you know, um, You've got good on one side and bad on the other side, but it looks like it could be, you know, like they're both good, but they're not, you know, and it's so deceiving. And because you go out wanting something that actually it doesn't apply to your situation or with that, that phrase, I'm sorry, that was wrong. <laughs> I just realized it in my own thoughts. Gosh, sorry. Um, but, you know, a lot of times... The devil feeds on our fear. Christ feeds on our faith. So we got to keep our faith and push that fear aside because we're allowing the devil to get into that, you know, and by acknowledging it and just putting it in a box and saying, you have no power over me. I know you're here. I know you're trying, but go leave. And, and that just really takes control and that gives God more. I mean, he's got all the power, but it, our faith in him really, you know, cause we got to have that strong faith. We got to believe just like Matthew 21, 22 to believe what you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive, you know, just like with faith, faith is believing. And we have to believe in order to be able to allow God to give us what we should receive. And with the, the spiritual healing, I hadn't, I've listened to Praying Medic a few times and I actually stopped because there was a lot of the Q stuff that kept coming up. And it was around the time he was talking about dreams and interpreting and I was just like I don't know about this guy not quite too sure um so I just kind of stopped listening because I wasn't certain but I've heard some of his messages and they have been there's been some that have been really good 
um, really good down from, you know, even his story is really good. And, and I, I, I think that it's definitely true. You know, you've got to be able to, there, there's physical scars, then there's emotional scars and the emotional trauma, just like with, we've got a, a, a bee dad that made a comment in our Bards Fest room when she saw that there was um, going to be deliverance ministry on porn addictions. And she was talking about how she had went through something like that with her husband, that her husband's in recovery and how she is also into um, a support therapy as well, um, trying to deal with her, not because she was, you know, the person that was, that had the porn addiction, but she was the person that was betrayed. So she had to, she needs to do her therapy and he's doing therapy. And I imagine they're probably doing therapy together. And, you know, so you've got to heal, not just from the, the physical stuff, but from the emotional and actually going through that, um, how you were talking about Beth, about, mm-hmm. you know, releasing that emotional part of it and when you said you know you may tear up I get it but don't ever don't apologize for that because our tears are a reminder of what we've gone through and what we've accomplished and what we've overcome I agree Uh, and I think that all of this is you know I don't know if it's midlife crisis being 50 or what but I'm a real estate agent in real life and I, I love helping people And so that's great. And it it allows me to, you know, make my own schedule and to, you know, the more I work, the more I can make or whatever. And, you know, there's no cap. It's, you know, up to me, which I love. But I really think that I'm being led to do something different. And, um, and I think I know what that is, but it's, it's, so weird that I'm like, I don't know, maybe I don't, maybe that's not, I feel like I'm being called to be, a, it sounds horrible, but it's called a death walker. And um, basically, it's somebody that goes and sits with people in hospice before their families can get there and to be there with them, or if they don't have family to be with them um, as they die. And um, I don't, it's like, it's so weird that I I don't even know where that came from. Like why I suddenly just like, Oh, I need to look into that. Um, But all of this, but my point is that all of this is happening for a reason for some growing experience of mine. When my husband ran for office, uh, the people in my office stopped talking to me. Um, They're cordial. They'll say hello, but they will not have a conversation with me. I've been in that office for 15 years and it just changed last year. Um, I have friends that no longer speak to me because I'm unvaccinated. Um, My friend, I'm the godmother to her children. Um, I haven't seen them in years because I'm unvaccinated. And um, it's a lot, right? It's a lot of loss. And all I can do is be grateful that, that, and well, for example, that same friend who I'm the godmother to her parents after my car accident, she 
purchased some soup, went and got it, set it at my doorstep, and then sent me a text that said, I left some soup by your door. I hope you feel well. And I'm like, we've been friends for 25 years. And I'm almost died. My face is batted in and you're at my door and you don't want to see me. Wow. Wow. I mean, it was really hurtful, but it was so eye-opening and I'm so grateful because I would have done anything for her and her family. I would have put my own self and family on the line for them. And it's good to know that it's not reciprocated and that I need to put my efforts and, you know, spend my time in a different direction, you know? So I don't know, God's good. And it's not always easy hearing his message, but the truth is good and, and it's always good. Amen to that. Wow. That's, I'm sorry. You know, because it's, it is, it's tough when the, oh, my heart aches for you, sis. Um, when you're doing what, what is right and people can't accept that, you know, they think that, well, and this is how I feel like Sodom and Gomorrah really came to be as bad as it was, is that, well, you're not being a sheep, you know, you're not being one that's going to follow everybody else and do what they're told. You're one that's going to actually think for yourself and they don't know how to handle that. And, and it's sad. Um, we had a lot of, a lot of really not that, not like that, not that kind of a long-term bond and love and memory, you know, y'all've got, y'all've got time, you know, and, and I'll be praying for you on that because that's sad. Um, but hey. we've had relationships that were, were cut. Um, my brother-in-law, my husband's brother, we don't, we don't really speak anymore and, um, was called a conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hatter. And it was me really. Uh, my husband believes you know, exactly like we have the exact same thoughts on a lot of this, you know, what's going on and the political landscape, but his brother, um, didn't and see my husband wasn't really vocal as much as I am. I tend to be up in, you know, I don't mean to be all the time. Sometimes I do, but I, I kind of am a, up in your face kind of advisor, I guess you'd say. I like to, you know, when I feel passionate about something, I'm, you know, I want to try to help people and with, with the shots and what was going on. It was complete tyranny that I just, you know, felt like I had to be a little more aggressive with what I was saying, not like mean or, or hurtful or anything like that. Aggressive as in just constantly putting the message out there, putting the truth out there and trying to reiterate it into these minds. And it just really, um, it, it turned bad to where we don't even speak anymore. And then when my husband's dad, when their dad died, it was really bad at that time. Um, and it's, it's just awful to see, but it's, it's good 
to know because without stuff like this, you wouldn't have seen, you wouldn't have the eyes to see. And it also gives you a testimony, you know, as to, to what you've gone through and endured and, and it builds you up to help others. I think everything that, you know, Satan tries to do for bad and, and harm to harm us, like, like with Job and Scott was talking about it last night about Job. And I was like, yes, that's my favorite book. Um, Job had everything taken away from him and God allowed Satan to do everything to him, but harm a hair on his head. You know, he had to leave Job himself alone, but could do everything. And Job still never, never blamed God. He still continued, you know, to walk, even though his friends thought he was nuts. His friends thought he was cuckoo. They were just like, hey, dude, that's something you're doing. And Job's like, no, it's not something I did. I didn't do anything. I don't know why it's going on, but I didn't do anything. And it's... It's kind of like what we're experiencing. We're getting the persecution, but it's also giving us discernment. And and God will turn it to good. Whatever evil intends for harm, God's going to make it good. And and I'm glad that, I hate to say that I'm glad I saw that, but, you know, there was a lot of love and time invested, and I still have love for him. Don't get me wrong. I still pray for him. But it's good to be aware and have the truth out, you know, and bring from dark to light, you know, so to speak. And you see, so that part is good, but it does, it hurts, especially when you've got this time and invested and love and memories invested in that person. You know, it it's hard to get over when someone acts like that, but God will bring you through and God's going to use it for your good. And I think, um, Loret was talking about here a paradise walker, not a not a death walker. Gonna be called a paradise a paradise guide. That's what she said, paradise guide. Um, that's an honor and something that those people do need. I've seen it um, being a nurse and being you know I've had patients at end of life, some without anybody there, and you know. What you've had go on is going to help you with those people, with the, with them to, you know, to listen to their stories and, and to guide them and tell them about your journey. You know, a lot of times people, you know, that they're not alone in their thoughts and they're not, you know, nobody is alone in their thoughts. There's at least one other person out there. I know I'm certain that has had something similar. Um, and so that's, that's where God's going to use it for his good. And I just, I am so glad that you're, you're doing that because as a nurse, I've, I've been the one to stay in there with them because if they were by themselves and we didn't have, um, any kind of hospice or anything to come in, because a lot of times some people, wait so late to get hospice that they don't even get the benefits of it and and it's you know you don't want anybody to die alone so i think that's awesome and you know we all have different gifts and um 
And I think that that mine is just an unusual one. And I, I didn't know that I had it until I was um, I stayed in the hospital with both of my grandfathers when they died. And I remember getting um, being really angry with my mother because she would leave the room or there were things that I was doing that she wasn't. And it wasn't until later that I realized that she wasn't doing those things because she didn't care or because she didn't love them, love him. She wasn't doing it because she physically and emotionally couldn't because it was her dad or for, or for whatever reason it was. It had nothing to do with the reasons that I thought in my head at the time when I was younger, right? I was younger then. And, um, and I finally realized that it's just something that, that I could do and not that it was like fun or like, you know, swabbing somebody's mouth and all the gunk. That's not fun, but, but it's almost like what you said. It was my honor to, it was my honor to, to do those things for them, you know? So I don't know. And I just, um, I just think, I think we all have different gifts and we get focused on um, what we want to do and maybe not what God has gifted us to do. And, um, and my perspective on that is, is changing quickly, you know, into wanting to do what, what God has prepared me for. That's awesome. I think many people are are definitely leaning towards and going looking for what their spiritual gifts and talents are. And you're right, we're all different, you know, but we all together um all together we make up the body of Christ. And and he's gifted us with different things that he wants us to do. And I I absolutely love that people are actually wanting to seek out what those gifts and talents are and don't care, you know, that, well, you know, I used to make such and such salary and now I'm making this and it's less and how am I going to do it? It's not none of that. It's God led me here. God give me the skill, this talent. God will provide. You know, that that change in faith to go in from the flesh wants to what Christ wants for us. And then, you know, that's when you know it's blessed by him. That's when you know that God is God's working through you. And and he's going to you know, it's going to be so amazing. So, yeah, I. I encourage you to continue with that, Beth. That is that is so amazing. And and like with me, I didn't with my job. I and I don't advise everybody to just go and leave your job one day and never go back um, because that can be detrimental. But the medical tyranny in in twenty twenty bothered me so bad that I I couldn't do it. So I I walked away. And I just had to have faith that he would be, that God was going to provide. And he did. He completely provided everything and still does. And it amazes me every single day. But I know that I'm doing what he's wanting me to do for now, you know, and he may change it up and he may change it up for you too. It may be 
that's what you're doing for a few years. And then he decides, okay, well, you need to go do this. And he, he turns you to another way. But you know that you're doing the right thing because you'll feel it. God will let you feel it. God will, well, is it going to be easy? No, 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 no. Because Satan's trying to get you back. He wants you back and God wants you and God's a jealous God. And and so you're going to have things that will still try to interfere and you just acknowledge it, you believe, and you pray and tell it to go away because God will deal with it. It's not for us. Just like with some people, you know, you've got friends and family and, and loved ones that you want to, to save that... Maybe they're on to the transgender thing. Maybe they're gay. Maybe they're um, atheist. Maybe, you know, maybe there's a lot of things going on. And you want their soul safe because, I mean, who wouldn't? That's, that's our purpose is to disciple and to help others find and follow Jesus. So that's what we're going to do. Well, you just need to pray to God for God to use you or a word or whatever to come across, to, to work in that person's life, for God to work in that life. And then don't battle with them. Don't back down from scripture. You know, use scripture as your, your arsenal, so to speak. But all you need to do is put a little word out there and let God do the rest, you know, and he will. Just like um, that song, Everybody Talks to God. That's why I connect with it so much because, you know, they're talking about the man in the booth went quiet because he didn't have a comeback answer. Um, and then he got in his car and wound up talking to God two red lights down the road, you know. So it's like God's going to interject He'll do the work. We just need to bring the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I was reading what Mila says. See, she's also um, getting out of her comfort zone as well. And she says, what God is leading me to do seems strange to me. I am a shy introvert and get nervous around large crowds. I prefer my solitary existence. Host a parts fest plant a church yikes see god tam says it's amazing how he pulls us out of our comfort zones and he is i never thought i would be doing anything um like podcasting or political or interviews or any of that um i never thought that i would have anything to that wasn't me that wasn't one of my things I like to do. And then here I am, you know, and it's been almost a year now that I've been on here. And it's like, okay, I guess God, you, you knew what you were doing. I didn't, I'll thank you for showing me and he'll show us because he showed me on this. But thank you, Beth, so much. Is there anything else you want to add for inspiration? I mean, you've, your story alone, just what you shared, I, Thank you. Thank you for having the courage to call in and to share it with all of us that are live now. And there's going to be others that are listening later. And I know it's going to touch somebody. I mean, just right here in the chat, it's touched 
so many and many people are starting to step outside that comfort zone. And this can really help them, if help encourage them and help them know that they're not the only one that God's calling them to do something. And, you know, as far as like the emotional healing from trauma, that it's not just physical healing, but the emotional healing that you have to do in order to allow God to, to bless you with all of the blessing he, blessings he wants to give you. That's yes, something I have to work on. Yeah, I agree. And I really appreciate the opportunity. And even out of the blue, I think it's just, you know, sometimes God puts you in the right place at the right time. Um, and I don't think it's any coincidence that you brought up the book of Job. Um, it's probably one of my favorite books of the Bible. I wrote a paper on it in college. Um, I often feel like Job. And I think that when you feel persecuted the most is when you need to realize that that is, that is because the devil's trying to get you because you are on the right path and that your faith is strong in God and he, and the devil wants you. And, and so holding, you know, holding strong to that, I think is, is so, so important. And, um, and then the last thing that just sort of occurred to me, you know, I, I hear Scott all the time say, you know, we'll take it to the court of heaven. And, but I just want everyone to know that, you know, you can take, you can go to the court of heaven yourself. You can take these things to the court of, of heaven. It's, it's not a line in a prayer. It's not just a line in a prayer. And I know Scott knows that, but it's like when I started hearing Scott pray the way I am learning to pray and say the, you know, the words, it's like, God, can we, is there a way for us to teach Bard's Nation how to pray the, the way the way they pray? Because it, it's different than the way I used to pray. You know, now I lay me down to sleep or pray, you know what I mean? And, um, and it works and it's, it's life changing. Um, and so I really encourage, you know, people to, to look up praying medic and go through some of his, some of his podcasts where he's doing actual prayer and you may, you may get healing just listening, you know, to his prayers on cancers or even, I mean, my cat has cancer and I've laid and we've done the cancer prayer. My cat, they said probably four months, he's been alive for a year and a half. And we, we pray all the time. He prays with me. All I have to do is turn it on my phone and he comes over and lays down next to me. Like it's time to do that. And, um, it just, it, it works. And, um, and I, I, that, that's all, I mean, I could ramble on forever, but you know, God wants our, the devil wants our souls and we've got to stay faithful to God. And if you feel persecuted, just know you're on the right path. Amen. Well, those are great words. Um, Beth, thank you so much. I want you to, I want to pray for you as well, but, um, Will you pray? And then I'm going to piggyback a little bit at, at the end of yours and just make sure to cover you in prayer as well. But would you like to lead us in prayer for closing out? I don't know that I 
do. I've never led anybody in prayer. I, it's but, okay. But I appreciate it. And maybe another time I'm open to it, but I think I would just ramble on. Okay. That's fun, hon. I wanted to ask, um, you were talking about prayer and I was like, I'm just going to ask her and see. Um, we'll do that another time. Okay. I don't want yeah, I don't want to scare you and like, oh gosh, I ain't coming on here no more. She's going to make me pray. <laughs> in front no. of very different of, you know, live on air recorded that kind of thing oh yeah thank you so much and those are beautiful words um oh, baby I, alice is home baby alice is home y'all um yeah. from the hospital was it that i saw that that is so amazing was it i think you said uh was it you that put it in the prayer room or chat on yep. Last night, I think, an, on Scott's nine o'clock show. But yeah, um, Charlotte has been home and doing well. And, and baby Alice was released early from the hospital. She's thriving. So it's really great. Yes, that is so wonderful. Oh, God, is he's wonderful. He's so good all the time. Um, I'm going to uh, play a little bit of music real quick so I can get any other prayer requests. Ian, um, let's see. I don't know if they're going to play or not. I was able to see it this time. Okay. Um, so if you guys have any prayer requests, go ahead and drop them in the chat. And then we'll pray off. Beth that with us and coming on that was so awesome
guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and go into prayer. Um, thank you all so much for being here. It was a wonderful, wonderful God-led conversation. Um, Monday, actually Monday, I don't think we're going to, I'm not sure if we're going to pick up much of the book of Ezekiel Monday um, or if we are going to do something different. God had led me somewhere else, but I'm going to still pray on it um, and see what he wants me to do. So if you will, um, bow your heads and join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this space that you allowed us to come into, to gather, to to just discuss, you know, about praying and about what our gifts and talents are, what you, how you've been moving in our lives and, and about how, you know, we've got to be alert and stay alert because the devil is real and and he's going to be trying to manipulate us and deceive us. But, Father, we know that because our faith in you and our love in Christ, that that you love us. You loved us before we knew you. When you formed us in the womb, you loved us. And so, Father, I know that you're going to protect us from anything wanting to cause us harm, that you're going to turn that harm, whatever was meant to cause us harm, you're going to turn it into your good. Um, I know that and I believe that. And I just thank you for that, God. I thank you for the constant reminders that you show us that you're always present, that, that there's nothing that anything can do to overcome your power and your will, Father. Thank you for guiding us and giving us eyes to see so that we can have discernment when those that wish us harm are trying to harm us. Father, that's such a blessing to have that. And and Father, thank you for for Mila after the earthquake um, that she's okay. Father, we thank you for, for her and we just pray that you bless her with a, the church and her village and... Father, we, we lift up Jay Crest. We lift up um, prayers for his papa, Robert Vickery, who had cancer that returned to his lungs. Father, we know that whatever has caused this, this cancer to come back, Father, we, we ask that you and pray that you will remove this cancer from his body that you'll restore his health and the health of so many others that are sick right now. Father, there's so many, um, Punky and, and Duncan and MSM liars, our brother John and Tim wasn't feeling too good. And just so many that have been going through so much sickness, Father, I just pray for you to heal them, for you to restore their bodies back to the way that you intended, Father, because you made us perfect in your image. You don't make a mistake. And and so I just ask that you restore their health, restore their eyes so they could see you and focus on you, Father, that they can hear what you're telling them, that they can hear the messages you're delivering and 
know that you're going to use them to do your will, to do your work, because that's what we are as your children. Father, use us all. Use us all to do your work and to do your will, to go out there and disciple to those that need discipleship, Father, for us to help bring people closer to Christ, for them to to know and accept him as their Lord and Savior, to believe that he was resurrected from the dead and became sin for us to absolve our sin. And that, Lord, we confess with our mouths any of our sins, that we repent, that we repent and with our full heart and not just because we want something, but because we are truly sorry for what we have done, Father. For Lonnie Dillinger, who's working next to Jay Cress right now for his girlfriend, who's 25 and has cancer in, um, in her ovary, Father, and they're wanting to have children. So, Father, I just pray that the cancer is, is removed from her body and she is healed. So that way they can have a they can have children and have a family, Lord, because there's no greater blessings than a blessing of a child, a, an innocent child. And Father, with that, I ask that you you put your arms around all the children worldwide, the children that are safe, the children that are not safe, the children being trafficked, the children missing in Lahaina, Father. The children that have been put into slave labor or sex camps, Father, I pray that you restore them, that you break them out of whatever bondage has got them held, whatever captives are holding them, Father, I pray for their release, for their rescue and the restoral of their minds, their emotions, in their heart, Father, please deliver them from the hands of evil. Deliver us all from the hands of evil, Father. We lift up our brother Jeff as well to you and, and his wife for healing. We lift up all of those planning to attend Bard's Fest and that are planning Bard's Fest. And I just pray, Father, that you lay your hands over this event, that you bless this event, that we it is all about you and your will and bringing people to you. It's not about Scott or Leah or Michelle or any one particular person, but all of us together as a whole, bo whole body, the body of Christ, Father, that you are using to help bring the word into Kentucky, the word about Bards Fest, the word about discipleship, the word about the ministry, about children. And Father, I just pray that that you bless that time, that event that's coming up in, in about two weeks, Father. It's just, it's going to be a wonderful time. I know, I know because you're involved in it. And Father, for for those around the world that that are feeling lost, I pray that they know that you're with them. That all they need to do is just open their mouth and speak to you and you listen. Father, please, please bless our lands, heal our lands, bless our countries, guide them 
Deliver us out of this hand of evil that seems to have a hold of these nations now. Father, we thank you so much for everything that you've given us. You give us breath in our lungs. You give us shelter. You give us food. You give us love, Father, and you give us discernment. We are so blessed of all the many blessings that you've given us and you continue to bless us with. Father, I, I just pray that you continue to bless us and continue to give us ways to help out in the communities and, and to grow as one with you, Father. If we have anybody that's got unspoken needs, Father, unspoken prayers, I just pray that you hear those. You know what's on their heart. And I just pray that, that you answer those according to your will. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Sorry, guys, I kind of get a little winded, too, on that. So you wouldn't be alone, Beth, on your thoughts. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and close it out um, with a song. Thank you so much for being here i will be back on monday i know this past monday i wasn't um i was um visiting with family out of town didn't bring my stuff with me so um i will be back on monday 11 a.m eastern time remember tomorrow there is scheduled changes taking effect tomorrow for bards bended knee tomorrow will be at 6 a.m pacific time 9 a.m. Eastern. Bended Knee tomorrow on Bards FM on Podbean is going to be 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern. And that's going to be a new scheduled time for Bended Knee. Um, prayers, Coffee and Jesus prayers will not be on Saturday this week. This uh, Saturday, next Saturday, it's moved to Sunday at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern. So if you'll get prayer requests into me by um, Saturday evening, if you would, um, so I can get them over to Scott, um, I would appreciate that. At 4 o'clock today, we'll be bended knee. Brainty on TV, Scott's going to be on there at 5 Um Eight o'clock is the Conley. Also, if you're in Bible Buddies, it's our um, meeting fellowship. 9 p.m. is Bards FM. There's going to be a great interview tonight that he's got on. I can't wait to hear that. Kilted Christian at 1030, then wrapping it up with Fishers of Men at midnight, all times Eastern. Guys, have a wonderful, blessed day. Thank you for being here with me, spending the time. I know we didn't get into Ezekiel, but... Um, we will be on Ezekiel 17 when we pick it back up either on Monday or next Thursday. So have a wonderful, blessed day, and I will see you guys online. Enjoy the song.